Lacocious. Open three. Got it! Oh, baby! Why all the wrong faces? We're not dead yet. Welcome to Chatterbox Bearcats, everyone, with Chuck and Houdini. Bearcats get the job done, taking down Kansas State. 74-72. First home win in what feels like forever. But the Bearcats have a slight pulse. They have three quad one wins on the season. Did not pick one up against Kansas State today, but they picked up a win. They're going to have a chance to pick up another quad one win against Oklahoma. That would make it four. Computers like the Bearcats right now. We're getting into that in just a bit. But let's talk about what just unfolded at the old Shoemaker Center. Bearcats were running away with this one. Kansas State didn't look like a match for Cincinnati. And with 15 seconds to go, Seamus Lukosius had to have some big, big nuts for the Bearcats to pull one out. What were your overall reactions of watching that game down the stretch? For for a second, I said, oh, my God, we're going to actually get a pull pull away in this one you know we were up 13 i think with what five minutes left walk-ons were getting ready yeah they were stretching they were getting the hammies ready yeah we're yeah like give me a little cj anthony for the love of god let that guy play a little bit um again we refused to do that and all signs like you were saying all signs were pointing towards a disastrous loss after perry launched that hail mary of a three and hit it we've been we've been dogging him for their down-the-stretch plays all year, and they put it together. Lacocious hit a massive shot, big nuts, Lacocious, and uh, we come out with a win. But uh, you you would have wished it was a little cleaner than that, but you can't complain. Clean it was. I mean, the Bearcats had three turnovers in the first half, three in the second half. That gives them a total of six in the game. That's how you win basketball games. You don't give it away 20 times. UC also shot at 47%. One of their best three-point shooting games in a long time. Eight of 21, good for 38%. They were out-rebounded by 10. Their worst performance rebounding of the season, losing that statistic 37-27. But you wonder, with those stats I just gave you, how in the hell was this a game? And the answer was it wasn't a game. Till about five minutes to go. Kansas State went on a 10-0 run, cutting a 10-point lead to a one-point a 10-point Bearcats lead to a one-point Bearcats deficit with 19 seconds to go. That's when Jizzle James found Seamus Lukosius off a curl. Lukosius banged in a three. He had 13 points in the game behind only Day-Day Thomas, who had 14, and John Newman, who had 18. Jizzle James chipped in 10, and the Bearcats win at 74-72. Here's what I'm going to do, Houdini, because I've been dogging them lately. But I respect the effort, once again, and the resiliency from this team who we just buried last week, to not listen to the public, to not listen to the idiots like us, and come out and play hard. Here's what I want to do to Wes Miller today. I want to shake his hand. I want to shake his hand. I want to shake his hand. But I want to shake his hand. Wes Miller, I thought this team was just toast after TCU and after 10 minutes of Houston. They look so bad. I'm thinking in my mind, these are young guys. Season's most likely over. Public is talking. Maybe this team mails it and finishes in last place in the Big 12. They showed some fight today. Would have liked it to be a little bit cleaner. And Kansas State's not good. Bearcats were six-point favorites. I completely forgot. I had Bearcats minus six. Now I'm pissed off. I had a large sum of money on Bearcats minus six, and I was just focused on the win. Oh, God, Greg wins. Our our guy Reds Daily, Greg, he put money on Kansas State plus six. Um, So congrats, Greg. Doing the, the emotional hedge. It's for cowards. 
We love Greg. We we love Reds Daily. It's a coward move. He knows it. I told him that. You got to either bet your your guys. I actually couldn't bet this because if you watched any game at home, taking UC minus six against damn near anybody is a wild move. And you said Kansas State's not good. Kansas State's a solid basketball team. I mean, they are before this game were ahead of us as far as the the Lenardi statistics of getting into the tournament. So getting this win was big. And we did it without Dan Skillings, man. I mean, our, our technical leading score did not play. And uh, l- like you were saying, the intangibles of Wes Miller, as much shit as we give him, and, you know, everybody's kind of throwing him under the bus, his players play. They don't quit. Because you're right. This would have been an, a perfect opportunity to quit. Would have been this game right here. And they fought throughout the whole thing. And then they almost blew it. Don't get me wrong. They almost made this a disastrous day. But they figured it out and got the win, so you got to give them credit across the board, man. Dan Skillings, UC's leading scorer, as you mentioned, misses the game. Told uh, Wes Miller told Dan Horde before the game that Skillings had a really good two days of practice, but in the last 24 hours, some, some hip pain came up. Hip pain is not good. Kansas State led 8-5. to five. UC led the entirety of the game until about 19 seconds to go. So, yes, that would have been a disaster, to say the least. Um Bearcats used protection, though. 29 to 6 was the points off turnovers in favor of UC. 29 to 6. I like to think that some of that had to do with that two guard lineup or that two point guard lineup that they played in the game with Jizzle James and Day Day Thomas. This was by far the most we've seen ever of those two on the floor at the same time. And what do you know? It leads to a faster pace. It leads to turnovers and 29 points in transition for Cincinnati. As much as we like Day-Day and Jizzle, they have been so turnover prone. It has been a massive detriment. They took care of the ball. And that's not only them as a team. That's how you win games, man. You have six turnovers, things that get a lot easier. And shooting 47% from the field, I would assume that's got to be by far the best field goal percentage we've had in the Big 12. Maybe besides, eh, it's, that's got to be number one. And that's not even that great, but this team on offense seems to struggle. When we have Jizzle and Day-Day playing at the same time, they both played great today, it opens up so many different options for this offense. And having John Newman, and I know this is part of the Hello Newman, but we were saying the other day that Newman has been non-existent and it really hurt our team. 18 points from John Newman, man, and look where we're at. So, John Newman, the players, man, they, they play their ass off. Newman had a combined 23 points over his last five games, had not scored in double figures in any of those games, and he comes up with 18 today. Best game in a long time, knocking down threes, thunderous dunks. Day Day Thomas was great as well. He had, um, I believe, was the final tally 14 in the game. He had 14. Two of those 14 being. Two of those 14 being that windmill dunk that was pretty egregious, uh, especially considering how the game was going. Kansas State's climbing back into it. Day-Day gets a steal, and instead of just laying it in or you know a, a little two-handed layup dunk, he goes with the full windmill. But, man, this team has some electricity. Not a lot of wins to show for it, 17th of the season, but this is the, the most high-flying Shot-blocking Bearcats team we've definitely seen since the Cronin era. No doubt about it. If Tar Eason played a little bit more ball when he when he was here, that, that might have changed a little bit, but you're right. Um, this team, it, they're fun, especially 
when you're not turning the ball over. Like I said, it, it makes it so much easier to watch. The, the flow tonight was so much better than we've seen in the, the past several games. And we're a deep roster, and it showed today with your leading scorer coming out of the game. In the, the point spread, we were minus six and a half. The leading scorer is not playing, and you know, DraftKings dropped it to minus six. So that just shows you the depth that the team has in, in Vegas is obsessed with UC at home. It still makes no sense. We didn't cover this spread. Um, but the point, uh, how it was spread out, I mean, we had 18 from Newman, 13 from Lacocious, 14 from Day-Day, 10 from Jizzle. It's a deep roster, and a lot of guys can beat you. And everybody came together today, and lo and behold, we still almost blew the game. So we got to be better. We got to be better down the stretch. This ain't going to do it, but, hey, we got the win. Day-Day Thomas, when those threes are falling, he had two of them today. He was like a 40% three-point shooter in Juco. He's been hovering in the low 20s this year. If he can just hit a respectable, like, 35%, he'd be so good. He would be so good because he can get a shot off with ease. What the Cats need, because I like their guards moving forward, they need a better scoring big. Locking down low, the announcers alluded to it during the game. What Victor Locken needs to do right now is just go out and get rebounds, which he did today grabbing seven of them he needs to go out and find the ball because the shot's not falling especially the three-pointer we heard that was a a part of his arsenal we saw it against Georgia Tech I think knocking down his first four today when that first one went up I was like he needs to see this fall so bad please for the love of God make this go in I'm thinking like the sandlot you know please catch it please catch it I'm trying to will that basketball to go into the net and it was just a brick and when I'm talking brick like 200 miles per hour rifled off the side of the backboard. I was like, oh, God, come on, Vic. And then he tried another one and missed it. So not a great shooter. Uh, Hasn't been scoring the ball a ton lately. But here's the deal. We have those three, Aziz, Victor, and Jameel, and Sage coming back next season. And we have Tyler McKinley coming in. Those are your bigs. But they they need to find someone down low, a Gary Clark, a senior year Justin Jackson, a senior year Trey Scott, someone that you can give – the ball two on the block to space the floor a little bit because they don't have a ton of that right now. But the, the guard play, man, CMOS, Day-Day, Jizzle, I like those three. That's your core you're talking about. No, exactly. And, and that's why I said, I mean, if we get those guys back, all of them, I like that. If you supplement that with a true point guard, because I don't think uh, Day-Day, Jizzle might develop into that at some point. Um, but I, I agree with the the big men – it's a – I think Victor is the best as far as just uh, footwork and actual, you know, moves in the post. Aziz, we've seen that. That basically zero post game. Uh, Reynolds is more of just kind of bully his way in there. And I, I like Reynolds' game, but he can't be your your offensive threat as a post guy, your go-to guy. If we get somebody in there that can, you know, actually utilize the paint a little bit better than – our guys that are doing it, I, I think they would open the floor up for a lot of the, the rest of the offense. And like you said, with that core of the of those guards, man, there's a lot of potential. If we get the right lineup out there and the, and the right guys with the you know the right assets, we could be in good shape, man. Like I don't think we're that far off. Like I was saying yesterday when you had the pitchforks out or the other game, we're not that far off. We are we're like a player or two away from being a legit contender in the Big Twelve. I believe that. 
I yell because I care who Danny and I'm emotional. And today I'm I'm happy after a win at the end of the game. Is the season over is what people are asking in the chat right now. Does this win mean anything or is it just a, a nice win that the Bearcats finally needed to see at home? I don't know. It's really tough to say. I do know that Cincinnati's now 6 and 10 in the Big 12. If they were to go 7 and 11, you would have to imagine that they have no shot of getting into the NCAA tournament. However, if they beat Oklahoma 7 and if they beat West Virginia 8 and go 8 and 10 and they'd have four quad one wins. Could they potentially have a shot? You would say based on what Lenardi's projecting and Jerry Palm and all these bracketologists, my guy Rocco, Rocco Miller, you would say that no, they probably don't have a shot where they stand right now in terms of other bubble teams. But today on CBS, they popped up a little blind tournament resume. They didn't have the logos up first. And they put up Gonzaga, Wake Forest, Cincinnati, Utah State, and Seton Hall. Of those five teams, Cincinnati was the only one that's like clearly not in the bubble. Other teams, Wake Forest, first four out. Gonzaga, last four in. Seton Hall, last four in. And they had the, the professionals go through and checkmark the teams that should get in. And they checkmarked, and that's before the win tonight. They checkmarked Cincinnati is in. They said Gonzaga's out. They said the Bearcats with their 3-8 and eight record against quad one teams and a strength of schedule that's 26th in the country and now 17-12, and 12, should be in to the NCAA tournament. So the question is going to be, how much do they value these computers as compared to conference records? Because the best UC can do is 8-10. and 10. 8 and 10 teams in years past typically do not belong anywhere near the NCAA tournament. However, you got teams like South Florida in the American who has losses to Maine, UMass, Hofstra, in Central Michigan, their best wins are against Memphis, Loyola, and Ford Atlantic. That doesn't seem like a good offset there, and they're 25th in the country right now. Could Cincinnati beat South Florida? Damn well we could beat South Florida. So the question then becomes, how much do they value these metrics in this new day and age where the computers mean so much? Cincinnati is loved by the computers. Will the committee love them? Does Houdini love them? What are your thoughts right now on Cincinnati potentially sneaking into it, even though we've already buried them? It's hilarious. We, we've said must-win games for the last, like, six. Every every single game has been a must-win game. We lost, like, four of those. Um, it, it, it's going to be interesting because I, I know the Clemson coach had a whole presser and uh, Pittsburgh's coach that the Big 12, and I actually said this on a prior show, that we kind of rigged the net rankings with our out-of-conference schedule and, you know, dropping 110 on Stetson and Merrimack and uh, really catering towards the the metrics and the net rankings. I, I've always kind of been a believer that you got to go 500 or above in your conference to really make a real case to say, hey, we deserve to be in the tournament. That being said, UC has to be in, right? <laughs> Not to be biased at all. No, if Really, at the end of the day, if, if we win, if we beat Oklahoma and beat West Virginia and win a game in the Big 12 tournament, I absolutely think that there's a real shot that we get into the dance. they got to win another quad one game. And maybe that's just a game against, you know, one of the lower quad one teams, like um, maybe a, a Texas. They're in the lowest portion of the bracket, and they beat UCF again for the third time. That's not that win that's probably going to get them over the hump. 
No, you're right. We're going to have to see how the how the bracket actually plays out. You're right. Like a, a win against Oklahoma State isn't going to move the needle, right? Um, if, if they beat a, a middle-of-the-road, you know, a Texas Tech, a Texas, like you said, Oklahoma, one of those types of teams, and, and we win out the rest of the regular season, I absolutely think that there's a good chance that UC could, could be dancing. Now, <laughs> let's beat Oklahoma first. And we already know that West Virginia is not going to cakewalk at all. We've seen that story before. So you also got to beat West Virginia. So maybe, I know this is is what we do. We're take artists. You got to come out with a hot take. Let's win. Let's beat Oklahoma. And then we're... We're back in the mix. We beat Oklahoma. We're back in the mix, and that's that's all you can ask for after you know shit in the bed down the stretch of the the Big Twelve. Cincinnati, as of right now, is the 11 seed in the Big Twelve tournament. Their first game would be against Oklahoma State, so they'd be one of four teams along with West Virginia and UCF that do not have the first round buys. And because of that, you say, well, they have to win a game in the Big Twelve tournament. That win against Oklahoma State's going to do nothing. That's your lose-lose situation. However, if they win that game, they would go on to play the sixth seed, BYU Cougars. You beat Oklahoma. You beat West Virginia. You take down Oklahoma State. You beat BYU. That gets you 21 wins. It adds in two more quad one wins to get you to five. I think they'd be in. I think they would be in. In a perfect world, we we rip off five straight. Yes, I absolutely. I mean, hell, we were first four out like a week ago. We weren't that far away. So if you can pile up some some decent wins here, you're you're going to be at least in the mix. And that's even, all we want to do. We just want to sweat, man. The, we just want to sweat. I I want to watch Selection Sunday and and at least have a pulse. You know, like that's all I'm asking for. Like, give me a pulse on Selection Sunday. It's one of the greatest days that our country has. I want to at least think that we have a chance because I remember back in the day, UC got absolutely ha- hosed one year. I think James White was actually on the roster. Then. It was Jerry McNamara. And it was Jerry it was- McNamara hit the three. Syracuse went on that Cinderella right. run and, and Cincinnati had no business. Honestly, though, here's the thing is it's probably a good thing that team didn't make it to the tournament because James White and Jahad Muhammad ended up being ineligible for the NIT game. So we would have gotten blasted. It would have been like McGowan, Dominic Tilford, and DeAndre Coleman in the starting lineup. So uh, th- that year's a wash anyways. But, yes, Andy Kennedy got hosed. And may have gotten the job had he won that game. No, God bless and Jerry I, McNamara. I don't know if this is still, I don't know if this is still the case, but uh, Dick Vitale, uh, Vitale was always the biggest diehard UC homer. I think because he, you know, he, he went to Sarasota a lot or something, and he, he went to a couple of skylines down there. And he would always just, if we didn't make the tournament, he would always say like, "I mean, it's an atrocity. It's an atrocity. They didn't put the the, the Cincinnati Bearcats into the Big Dance. I mean, they got some diaper dandies out there." Devin Downey. Even if we don't yeah, get in. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Devin Downey, this guy's a playmaker. I mean, how do you not get him into the tournament? I mean, this is an absolute abomination. We need, I need Dick Vitale to do that again for me. I, even if we don't get in, let's get in the mix. Let's beat Oklahoma. Let's beat West Virginia. And let's make it, let's get back into it, man. Because uh, the, the last, what? I think we lost, what, five of like six games for a stretch? And we finally got off the the snide today, so Barely, hopefully yeah. we can at least end the season on a on a good note, man. Because it's been brutal. Bearcats, best they can do is eight and ten, so they're guaranteed a losing record in the Big Twelve. But computers like this team. Why does Wes Miller believe this team 
should be in the NCAA tournament if they finish strong. And Alex Frank, who has his post-game report, everything that you need to know. Uh, let's just say Houdin and I are the talking heads. We're the guys that you know give you the, the spicy takes. Alex is the guy that is actually listening to Wes Miller while we're just bantering and drinking beers during the post-game. He has some of the things um, that we did not get into detail-wise, like Victor Locken's injury, Dan Skillings, etc. Alex, take it away. The vibes are certainly higher tonight from you, Chuck, and Houdini, and Wes Miller echoed those vibes in his post-game press conference as he said it was good to see some smiles in the locker room following the Bearcats' 74-72 win over Kansas State Saturday night in Fifth Third Arena. I'm Alex Frank of Chatterbox Bearcats and Chatterbox Sports. That's exactly where I am as Cincinnati gets a much-needed win despite battling some serious adversity on the injury front. Wes Miller had updates for us at his post-game press conference. He said Dan Skillings Jr. is dealing with a hip injury, and he said that he is real concerned and that they need Skillings back. He said it was a freak injury, but he woke up Saturday morning in some real pain despite practicing the previous two days. Wes Miller went on to say that Dan Skillings Jr. has only missed one other practice this season. And so that should tell us something that this could be something to really monitor going forward. It is, given that there are only two games remaining in the regular season before the Big 12 tournament in less than two weeks. Victor Lockett went down late with an ankle injury. Wes Miller said that in his postgame press conference, but he did not have an update on his condition. He said he would find out after his postgame press conference, so we'll monitor that as we head into Oklahoma, the matchup there on Tuesday. He didn't have an update on Jamil Reynolds. Reynolds came back into the game after he got injured in the first half. Seamus Lukosius, who hit the game-winning shot, also went down hard, hit his head on the floor midway through the first half, but he came back and played fine and hit the game-winning three-point shot to lift the Bearcats to the win. Cincinnati getting a very important win over Kansas State now, 17-12 and on the season and 6-10 and in Big 12 play. Wes Miller said that the Bearcats have gotten back to their approach in these last two games, number one Houston at Kansas State Saturday night. He said they set the tone early defensively. Cincinnati came out, played really well defensively. At one point in the second half, they built a 13-point lead before Kansas State and Wes Miller Gave the Wildcats credit for making their comeback to go up by one point. But Seamoss Lukosius hitting a big game-winning three-point shot. Chuck and Houdini, you guys have been talking about if Cincinnati is an NCAA tournament team. And I asked Wes Miller this question. Even though you guys are guaranteed to finish below 500 in Big 12 play, you talk about the fight and the resiliency of this group a lot. Are there any other qualities, characteristics about this team that you think should make you guys worthy of an at-large bid or being on the fringe of an at-large bid come Selection Sunday? Yeah, I don't, you know, at this point, you can't, you can't get in the tournament or get out of the tournament right now. There's a lot of basketball left. And so the, the politics of the tournament, you know, I'm, I'm not ready there. We got we to gotta go try to play really well at Oklahoma. Um, but, and I think when you think too much about things that are out of your control with other things in front of you, you're going to get away from what you can't control and what matters, and that's what we got to do to go play at Oklahoma. Um, so we're not we're not going to sit here and think about the tournament every second. Of course, we want to be there. Everybody wants to be there. That's obvious. But you know, when the time comes, we can talk talk about that. I, the, the only thing I will say is this: is this league is so far superior right now to every other Power Five league 
that I, I do believe this league should be rewarded in a big way. And if you do your part to have success in this league, you should be in the tournament. And we'll see where we are come Selection Sunday. But right now, for us to worry about that is just a waste of time and energy. We're going around the Big 12 right now. Baylor takes down Kansas 82-74. Iowa State comes back to beat UCF, just dominates the Knights down the stretch 60-52. to Texas takes care of Oklahoma State 81-65. Texas Tech takes care of West Virginia after starting off very slow 81-70. Houston takes down Oklahoma 87-85 on a last-second shot in BYU 87 TCU 75. Next up, the Oklahoma Sooners. And that game is on Tuesday. It's at 8 p.m. and it's another one on ESPN Plus. But Oklahoma on the road. What's the opening spread going to be per Houdini out of Vegas? I'm thinking Cats plus three and a half. I was going to say uh, Cats plus four, four or four and a half. Doesn't matter. It's We're a, taking it's money a, again. For the ninth time, it is a must-win scenario. But I don't know. It's just funny because, as as you know, I'm a Gonzaga guy, right? I, I I pick Gonzaga to win the tournament literally every year. If you go through Gonzaga's schedule, like a, a bubble team, they're 23rd in the AP poll right now. They have beaten legitimately no one, except they do have one major win against Kentucky. UK on the road. But I mean, yeah, yeah right, Kentucky, and that is it. Like they have not done. They beat. U, uh, USC and UCLA. Like, come on, what are we what are we talking about here? They beat Syracuse. Hey, Bayheim's not there anymore. That team stinks. The zone is ass. There's a ton of different teams on the bubble that when you look at their schedule, it's like, who really had a better season at the end of the day? And again, I said, you, you want to be closer to 500 in your own conference to really have a gripe as far as getting into the tournament. Um, but it's... We've said this every show. It's still ahead of us, Chuck. If we just if we rattle off like four straight, we're in the dance. Then what do we Call do about our burial? What do we? I mean, we'd have to get a, a serious skit together of the cats rising from the dead. Um, well, yeah, um, yeah. We got to get I mean, Huggins to get back in the casket. I'm, he's not doing anything. He'll. he'll dude, I was. Do it. I was wondering. Here's the deal. For, for those of you that don't know, like in, in local TV nowadays in, in 2024, it is not easy. I mean, to get a one-on-one with, like, let's say I was working in Lexington. You're not getting one-on-ones with Calipari except for media days. Like, that's it. He's doing media scrums. That's all. Right. How in the hell did Fox 19 get Bob Huggins to agree to hop in a casket? And I, I guess they were the the official flagship of the Cats, so that may have had something to do with it. But Horde was just like, hey, Bob, I got a good idea. What do you say you hop in this casket? And Huggins is like, Sure. I'll do it. Sounds fun. We're winning every game. But yeah, that's a uh, that's a funny clip. And for those of you that don't know what I'm talking about, we got to fire that thing back up for the people that that stepped in late because this is how we feel about UC right now. This is how we feel, Houdini. Why all the wrong faces? We're not dead yet. We're not dead yet. And Wake Forest apparently is dead today. They lost to Virginia Tech 87-76. That gives them their 11th loss of the season. Screw Wake Forest. Cincinnati's better than Wake Forest. Who says we're dead yet, Houdini? Final thought. Wake Forest sucks. All those kids that rush the court should be in prison. Um, Jay Billis said it. I said it too. Wake Forest cannot be in the tournament. I, I won't stand for it. The Oklahoma game is going to be interesting because I actually thought um, one of the few, just to get back to actual actual basketball over here, 
Oklahoma controlled that game at fifth third. As you know, the big J journalist I was, I was literally on the bench. I, I was literally on Oklahoma's bench. I was laugh to laugh with a lot of those players, man. And they actually controlled that game throughout. So this is going to be a really tough battle. And Oklahoma's kind of slid off a little bit here recently. Skillings and Victor Locke, an injury report, is going to be huge. I, I think we need both, even if it's limited with uh, Vic coming in there. So get everybody healthy, and let's win a game, man. Let's win a game. Houdini, I already said it, but do you have anything else for me today aside from a go Cats and um, a little cheers? No. Cheers, brother. Good win. You got to celebrate it when they happen because it's, uh, it's been a while. Celebrate.